So people, this is our third and last part of Gateway Outdoors. For the last two weeks, we have worshipped and prayed and shared the Word of God in this outdoor setting. And in the first week, we looked at Psalm 1 that talks about how we as individuals are like trees. Now, we can be a tree that doesn't have roots, that's blown over by the wind and the storms of life and the difficulties that come our way, or we can make sure our roots go down deep into the soil of God's love and that we are stable and strong and that we will produce and bear much fruit in life. Then last week we saw how Jesus is like a tree and we're like the branches connected to him. Or more accurate, he is the vine and we are the branches that bear the fruit, that bear the bunches of grapes. And Jesus said that if we want to bear much fruit in our life, we need to make sure we stay in vital union and connection with Jesus himself, that we allow the sap or the Holy Spirit to flow through us, and we allow the nutrients in the soil or the word of God to feed us spiritually and that we will then bear fruit. And if there's anything in our life that's just dead wood, let the Lord cut it away so that you can bear more fruit. Today, here we are in green pastures and beside still waters. And I want to talk about Psalm 23. And I'll explain these things as we're going along. I don't have a sheep with me, but I have brought my dog. I don't know if he will play along with me or not, but he looks a little bit like a sheep. And so he is going to be the sheep and I'm going to be the shepherd today. This is how Psalm 1 starts. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Now I'm going to come back to that at the very end and we'll talk a lot more about that. So let's just acknowledge at the moment that the Lord is our shepherd. The Bible says he is our shepherd and we are the flock of his hand. It says things like that in numerous places. And a shepherd looks after his flock, feeds the flock and leads the flock. And the Lord is our shepherd. He feeds us and he leads us. The Lord is my shepherd I have everything I need. The old King James Version says, I shall not want. I shall have no wants in my life. I will lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. You know, a wild animal has to look after its own needs. It has to go and forage or hunt or do whatever it does to find its own food. But a domesticated animal, a farm animal, doesn't even need to think about its own needs. The farmer, the rancher, or in this case, the shepherd, is the one that will make sure the animals are protected from attacks, the animals are fed, the animals are watered. It is not the responsibility of a farm animal to find its own food and lodging all of that is taken care of. Do you know the Bible never says you're a wild animal. It says that you are the sheep. We are the sheep of, of his pasture. And that means that it's not our responsibility 
but it is the shepherd's responsibility to look after us and to make sure that we shall not want. We will be lacking nothing. We shall have everything we need. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. You know, maybe you've maybe you're a hiker and you are you know, you do things that involve exerting a lot of energy outdoors. Isn't it great to find a nice piece of green pasture that you can just sit down on, that you can have a picnic there? That it's not overgrown. You know, other areas that are overgrown with different kinds of plants, they tend to attract all kinds of insects and, and things that wouldn't be pleasant to sit amongst. But green pasture, it's almost like sitting on a beautiful, thick, shag pile carpet, but in the outdoors. There is something about sitting in green pastures that is conducive to having picnics, to hanging out with people, to resting and relaxing. He lets me rest in green pastures. He leads me, if you have a look here, beside still waters. Here we are at the edge of a little lake that goes beyond these trees and beyond what we can see, but the water is still. Now, I, I love moving water. I love the sound of moving water. I love walking along a river side. I like the sound of a waterfall. I like the sound of waves crashing in on the shore. I actually find the sound of moving water to be quite peace-giving. Uh, however, I'm not a sheep. And a shepherd knows that if he's taking his sheep along a walk, that when they get to green pastures, the sheep are going to want to stop and eat the grass. And as soon as they've done that, they're going to want to drink water. And a good shepherd knows not to take his sheep to pasture land that is beside fast running water. Now, why is that? Well, you see, a sheep, think about a sheep's face. A sheep's nose, its nostrils are facing out the way. They're not like ours that face down. They're kind of, fa in fact, they're almost facing up the way. They breathe in through the nostrils. And if a sheep was to go and drink water on fat in a fast-moving river, do you know it's very easy for a sheep to be drowned in a river? You know, I come originally from Scotland, and in Scotland we have sheep everywhere. We have lots of farmlands with sheep walking around. They all walk freely on their own, and they're... The way the, the way the farmers know which one is theirs is they will put a paint dot on their back. One farmer will make will put red paint on all of his sheep, and another one will put blue or green on their sheep. And so when the farmers go to collect their sheep, they can see when all the flocks have mixed together, they know which ones are theirs. So we, sh we see sheep all the time. And there have been a few occasions in my life when I lived in Scotland that I, would, I was out in the countryside someplace and saw a dead sheep, a drowned sheep in a river. Because when a sheep goes and tries to drink on fast moving water, the water can get into its nostrils and it can drown. That's why a good shepherd 
will come to still waters where the sheep can just take a few steps in to the water and can drink of still water in a calm and safe environment. The Lord is our shepherd. We have everything we need. He lets us rest in green meadows. He lets us drink from still waters. He restores our soul and renews our strength. Some Bibles say he restores my soul and some say he renews my strength. It can be translated both ways because both are true. When your soul is restored, when you've taken time sitting in a green meadow beside some water, enjoying a picnic with the company of other people, your soul is restored. And when your soul is restored, your strength is renewed. And then the next line says this, he leads me along the right path for my life, giving glory to his name. Let's just start to walk along the right path now. He leads me along the right path for my life. I'm going to make my way up to the campfire where the worship team were already uh, leading us in worship earlier on. And there's a path here through the trees. So as we walk through this path, you know, the old King James says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. But I want you to think about this translation, a more modern translation. He leads me along the right path for my life, bringing glory to his name. You know, there's a right path for my life and I'm on it right now. It wasn't the right path for the cameraman's life. He walked into the tree. Sometimes we see other people doing things in life and we try to copy them. And it looks so easy for them, but we trip up and fall. There's not just one right path for everybody's life. There's a right path for your life. And the good shepherd won't just lead everyone down the same path, but he will lead you along the right path for your life bringing glory to his name. And then the psalmist says, even if I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, Lord. So let's continue to walk. I want you to imagine I'm walking through the darkest of valleys right now. I am a shepherd and a flock of sheep is with me. And as I walk through the darkest of valleys, some of the sheep begin to get frightened going through this valley. There's mountains up the side. They can't see if there's wolves or predators nearby. The, the sun isn't getting into the valley because of the shadows. It's all dark. Even if I walk through the darkest of valleys, even if I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, shepherds in biblical times had two sticks that they carried. And one of them was like a walking stick. It was their staff that they walked with. But they had a, another one, a little short one called the rod. And the little short one had the hook at the end. Perhaps you've seen bishops 
walking about, you know, dressed up in their ecclesiastical outfit and carrying a bishop's shepherd's crook. It, it looks like both of these joined together. It kind of looks like that, as if it's one stick. The one long stick has the hook at the end. But real shepherds, it was two different sticks. There was a rod and a staff. Now, it says your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What does a rod and a staff do? Well, what the shepherd would do with his staff, which was basically his walking stick, was if a wolf or a predator attacked the sheep, he would get his staff and he would attack. He would fight off the wolf in order to protect the sheep with the staff. But the short rod was for something different. If a sheep got itself into difficulty, if it fell down a ditch, if it fell into a river and was going to be washed away, he would use this to hook round the sheep's neck and to pull it back up on the path again. So there is a rod for beating off the enemy. Sorry, a staff for beating off the enemy and a rod for rescuing the sheep. I believe these symbolize God's word and his spirit. You know, God's word is like a staff. God's word is this straight guide through life. And, uh, you know, you can use the word to beat off the enemy. Remember when, when Jesus was being tempted by the devil, he quoted the word and the devil fled. And I believe that the rod is like the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. Sometimes you will feel convicted deep down inside. Sometimes you will get yourself into difficulty and you'll ask, you'll ask God to help you and you'll feel like you've been yanked out of that problem. Even though I walk through the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil. For your word and your spirit, they comfort me, they guide me, and they protect me. By the way, the word comfort doesn't always mean to just stroke you and make you feel nice. In old-fashioned English, the word comfort could mean a lot of things. In, um, in 1066, when the Normans from France invaded the United Kingdom, uh, there's a, the, the Battle of 1066 had a, a tapestry made, a big picture of all the scenes of the war. And there's one... There's one picture of the king with a big pitchfork jabbing it into the butts of his own soldiers who are too frightened to go to war. And it says on the tapestry, the king comforting his soldiers. Now that might not feel comforting to you, but when God is comforting you, sometimes he's saying, there, there, it will be better. And other times he's saying, get out there, you can do it. Get rid of that fear, get rid of all that opposition. Get out there, you can do it. His word and his spirit, they comfort me, they guide me, they protect me. And then he says, you prepare a banquet table before me, in the presence of my enemies. You know, sometimes people will attack you, they'll come against you, and you will feel tempted to defend yourself. Can I just say to you that the best defense is letting God defend you? The battle is the Lord's. And, and if people are attacking you and criticizing you and saying you're not able to do something, the best 
the best answer to them is for you to be outrageously successful at what you're doing and not say a word. And God will prepare a banquet. God will make sure that anyone who say, says, I don't believe in them, they can't do it, they're not good enough, they don't have what it takes, God will say, you just sit there. I will let your enemies see that I have prepared you with a life filled with blessing. Then he says this, let me just get this for you. He prepares a banquet for me in the presence of my enemies, my cup overflows. Look at that. You know, there's the old saying, an optimist sees the cup half full. A pessimist sees the cup half empty. A psalmist sees the cup overflowing. My cup overflows. You know, what we call waste, God calls blessing. God wants to pour so much blessing into our lives that it just overflows and it splashes everyone else. My cup overflows. My life overflows with blessings. And then he finishes this way. Surely, not maybe, not possibly, not if I'm good enough, but surely your goodness and loving kindness will pursue me. It's like now I'm running down a path and every time I look behind me, loving kindness and goodness are pursuing me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the presence of the Lord forevermore. Don't we have a great shepherd? Don't we have a great leader? Don't we have a great Lord who's going to look after us, meet all of our needs, protect us, and the work that he has begun with us, he will bring it to completion. He will take us to the house of the Lord forevermore. I just want to remind you as we close, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd who lays his life down for the sheep. And he also said that if any one of us, any one of his sheep go astray, he would leave the 99 to go after the one. And if you today feel like you've strayed away in your faith, you've strayed away from the Lord, right now as we pray, allow him to gather you back in and bring you into his flock. If you feel today that you've got yourself into some kind of difficulty or trouble, allow the good shepherd to reach out to you and to save you and rescue you and bring you back. And today, if you feel under any kind of attack, allow the good shepherd to deal with the enemy, to chase the wolf away, and to make sure you have peace. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that you are our shepherd and we are the flock of your pasture. I pray that every one of us would get a revelation of how much you care for us, how much you look after us, how much you plan out the right path for our life and how much you have prepared for every need that we could ever have. Give us all that confidence that you are with us every day and that you will make sure you lead us safely into the Father's house where we will dwell forevermore. Amen.